You know, delivering excellence is more than just 18 wheels moving products around the country. Trucking is complex, and its people are passionate. Accommodating a diverse driving workforce, ever-changing regulations, supply chain demands, and new technologies all present their own challenges, but in trucking, the creative and the innovative succeed. Let's understand the people that drive and support the trucking industry, and welcome to Garner Trucking's Beyond the Cab. Hello and welcome to another edition of Beyond the Cab. I'm your host Tim Krolski and with me today I am very honored to have two guests today, two brand new individuals that have come to work at Garner Trucking and we want to get them introduced to all of you. So first I want to introduce Ashley Luana. She is our recruiting assistant, uh, started back in December of last year, and Savannah Siebert, Seibert. I even asked before we got started, Seibert. Savannah Seibert. She is our CSR intern and started back uh, actually at the beginning of the month of January. So we want to welcome both of you to the show, and we certainly want to get to know a little bit more about each one of you. So I want to start with Ashley, just because... Uh, you've had you've got a whole month more experience here at Garner, so that's a lot more. You're, yeah, you've got seniority now, right? <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about uh, a little family history. Where's where's home for you originally? I grew up in Lima, Ohio. Okay, and migrated to Finley. Yep, um, I moved here from New Bremen. Oh, okay. All right, all right. How about uh, high school? Where'd you go? I went to Shawnee High School okay. in Lima. Any special uh, things about high school there? I had a very large class. We were close to 300 people that I graduated with. Really? So that was... A lot of extracurricular stuff or no? Um, There was, but I didn't do any there. Okay. <laughs> I did kickboxing. Somewhere did you else. really? Yeah. That's interesting. I did kickboxing for two and a half years. Okay. So you're dangerous is what you're telling me. Dangerous. Well, that's good to know. Good to know. Savannah, how about you? How was the, how, where'd you, where's home? Where do we call home, first of all? Um, home is Coldwater, Ohio. Okay, so not, not too not far, far away. Nope. Yeah. And then I went to Coldwater High School as well, so. Okay. Uh, any uh, extracurriculars there for you? Um, I was in basketball, track, and cheer. Okay. So you were busy, too. Yeah, very busy. You weren't kickboxing, but you could probably still do it, couldn't you? No. Well, I was actually, um, I'm a black belt in karate when Holy I was younger. Smokes. I got that, so. I, am, wow. I have, like, the two most dangerous women <laughs> in my office right now. It's good to know. Good to know. Um, so, you know, I know each, each one of your paths has been a little bit different. Uh, of course, Ashley, um, you've come to us from many different backgrounds in terms of kind of that sales world in the first place, uh, be it, you know, it's customer service at the end of the day, right? That's, That's right. what sales really is about. But what led you to trucking? So for me, trucking was because my grandfather, he was trucking my whole life and well before I was alive. Um, and then once he retired, he then went on to teach. And for me, it was just a part of my whole growing up life. I was with my grandma all the time, and being there, it was always like, you didn't have to ask, where's Gramp? He was out trucking. Mm -hmm. You know, that's how it always was. And then even now as an adult, um, I'm very close with my aunt and uncle. My uncle, he drives truck. He drives tanker, and um, I get to hear the stories and see everything with him, too. So does being in trucking now, uh, at least for a short time, add another dimension or another perspective for you or um, um 
I think for me, I'm able to have a little bit of heart behind it because I can be like, I understand that you want to be home. I understand this. I understand this part of it. But then at the same time, they tell me things over the phone that I didn't know. Mm-hmm. There's I, something new every day comes up. I learn something new every single day. That's uh, um, kind of what you would have expected, I would hope. You know, that there's a giant world out there. And even even in trucking, there's just so many different facets in, in, in trucking in general. So you never know what you're going to kind of step in from day to day. I know. <laughs> there's a lot of slang words that I didn't know. Mm-hmm. So I'm picking up on a few things and different terms like being next to people in communications, listening to the dispatchers, I get to hear different words that I've never heard in my life. Is there, so what's the most peculiar word you've heard at this point? Is it bunny tail, bunny hop? <laughs> it's bobtailing. <laughs> yeah, bobtailing. Every time I hear that, I'm like, what? <laughs> so that one, I don't, I still don't know what that is. But. <laughs> it's it's, when, it's ju- when just the truck is is going somewhere that there's no trailer on the back of the truck. Okay. That's bobtailing. Bobtailing. Yep. Bobtail or bunny tailing, whichever, right? Same thing. I <laughs> like bunny tailing better. <laughs> so, sounds a little cuter. Yeah. So Savannah, you you have a, a different path because you're at the University of Finley right now. And yep. um, we typically offer up an internship for University of Finley students. Um, and you have chosen a path in transportation, correct? Um, my major is operations and logistics. And, like, I don't really know what that is yet, and this is my first internship. Like, I kind of know a little bit, but this is my first internship actually doing anything related to my major. So I'm very new to everything and learning lots. So what made you choose that path for for a major? Um, I was actually in pharmacy first, and I know I did not want to be in the healthcare field at all. So when I did switch to business, I knew I loved problem solving and um, just, like, data entry, being very organized. I love planning. I love all that kind of stuff. So my family members, I talked to them a lot and they kind of led me to operations and logistics. Yeah, that's uh, actually a great fit and a great way to get involved with the industry. So you've been here really less than a month at this point. What what is most surprising to you at this juncture? Again, very early on, we acknowledge that. Um, I think, so I didn't really realize it. Like when you driving down a highway and you see a semi truck I did not realize everything that goes into it like behind the scenes I have just been mind blown like I knew they always worked hard I wasn't like bashing them at all or anything but it's just insane how much goes into it I just yeah. did not know that yeah it's really not a situation where you've got basically a bunch of yo-yos operating heavy equipment up and down <laughs> no. the road um, it there it there is a lot that goes on behind it, and I think that's one of the things I've heard in the past from individuals that come into the industry, or maybe don't even have any interest interest in the industry, but they come here for a day or two and find out some things. They don't realize exactly how much technology is in the trucks, how much it takes to communicate, how we're going to get a load from point A to point B, and um, so I can I can appreciate that perspective. It's definitely not the first time I've heard that. Um, so again, both of you are relatively new. One of the things I always am interested in, you know, at this point, I kind of coined myself an old timer. I've been here for 25 years, so I see things a different way um, and probably very comf- comforting and, and kind of in the same fashion a lot of times. For each one of you, I guess I would ask, what is your take at this point um, as to the culture here? Um, what, what, what makes this organization successful? 
I mean, we've been in business for over 62 years. There's got to be some things that I think that maybe you think differently about. So not going into like the details of how everything is ran just because I'm so new at that. Yeah. But the first thing I've noticed is family is so important to everybody. And I feel like if something were to happen, like, you know, you can trust your coworkers and like that this place is going to take great care of you because family does matter. And I feel like respect is also huge that it just, everyone comes together and I just love that. So I feel like that could be like a good base that you guys have that makes people want to come here and they want to do a good job because they know they're taken care of. Okay. That's great. Great answer. I appreciate that. How about you, Luana? (laughs) (laughs) So basically that was my same answer. It's the family aspect of everything here is amazing. I've never felt this before in my life. Being at a company, you think it's strictly professional, but at the same time, it's family too. And being the new person, it's always scary. You've got a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of nerves and you're like, I want to make sure I do this right, do this right. But everybody's so comforting and everybody helps. Everybody's in in this circle of, let me help you. If you don't know the answer, I don't know the answer, let's find the answer together. And I love that. Great. Great. I really appreciate that perspective. Like I said, when you've been around for a little while, you have a tendency to see things differently. I I certainly believe what both of you are saying for myself. Obviously, when you you, um, spend many years at the same location, there's got to be a reason for it, driving factor. And I would say that's a pretty pretty accurate uh, depiction of, of, of who we are here at Garner. I would ask Ashley, what are you not very good at? I am not very good at being told no. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's what I'm not good at. Because then I'm going to be like, well, what what about this? We're going to find a way around. This is why you're in recruiting in the first place, right? That's why I'm in recruiting because I don't like the word no. (laughs) (laughs) Savannah, if you could have a superpower, what what would it be for you? I'd want to be invisible. Okay. What would you do with that power? I feel like I live my life in fear. Like this world is kind of scary these days, especially for women. Um, so I'm kind of curious, like who would I be if I wasn't constantly looking over my shoulder or like always worried that someone's gonna kidnap me or something. Like I would want to know like how would I be different or like would I be more spontaneous? Would I do more? Like I would just like to see that. Do you think invisibility would help that? Yeah, because I wouldn't be like no one can see me, so, so I'm not worried. Know. Like someone tries to walk up and take me like well you can't see me so I'm good so so I'm not being taken exactly (laughs) (laughs) what uh, what would you say Savannah is something that people do uh, do seem to misunderstand about you or who you are so I have like a lot of anxiety and I I think people can easily pick up on that but I think if I am being quiet it's like because I'm kind of scared to speak up or something so people just assume that oh, she doesn't know what we're talking about or, like, it doesn't matter. But, like, I'm still knowledgeable just because I don't speak up. It's just the anxiety, like, covering over things. But And I do have confidence, too, so I think people just assume that I don't. But if I'm in an environment where I'm very comfortable and I don't have that anxiety, I think that really shows. I think sometimes, especially when it comes to the word quiet, yes. that that is an interpretation that is um, often misread. Um, I think that I think that there are certain individuals that because they're quiet means that they're doing a better job of listening and understanding and comprehending and thinking versus an individual that's just out in front of everything and, and loud and boisterous about, you know, it, 
there's there's a, a definite opportunity to misread that situation. So I think that's yeah. a great point. Ashley, what would you say people misunderstand about you? I think for me, people misunderstand me because I can get loud, but it's because I'm excited, not because I'm like mad or being attacking or anything. And I'm, I just get so excited. So sometimes I come off as being rude or like I'm coming at someone when I'm really just excited. Okay. So Savannah, one of the questions that I had had to do with um, a project, if you had no barriers or constraints and, and uh, you know, what, what would be that thing that you'd take on? And we had some conversation um, in between some takes here and I, I, I thought it was interesting your response to that. And I think it's, frankly, it's quite illuminating. Uh, and I appreciate that because I probably would have answered the question at 18, 19 years of age as best I could. And your response to me was a little bit different. And I just would ask that with the listeners, maybe share what, what, what your response was to me on that. Yeah, so I really don't know what I'm doing with life right now. Like I used to have a set plan for everything and everything had to go that way. And I was actually very unhappy. And that's why I ended up switching my major and going into a completely different path than I ever would have imagined. So now I'm kind of just trying to live like day by day of slowly figuring things out and just learning to appreciate the little things in life. Yeah. So I'm still like very not sure what I'm doing completely, I guess. I can appreciate that. I, I appreciate the answer for what it was. I mean, really. But I think, Ashley, you have an answer for me, don't you? I do have an answer. Okay. If there was no barriers or constrictions on anything. Please don't say world peace. I would bring world peace. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, in all seriousness, what I would, something that I would really want to take care of in this world is domestic violence. And it's the steps of how to get free from that. Yeah. Because there's really not that much out there because it's not that you're poor. It's not that you're you're stupid. You're smart. You may have money, but you have nowhere to go. You have nothing to choose from and you're just in this spot where there's like nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. And even if you call around, what there is is women's shelter. Stuff like that. That's not a safe haven. That's something for you to spend the night. Mm-hmm. So buy, for me, buys you some time. Yeah. Buys so for me, it would location, be a moment of sanity. Yeah. So for me, it's that long-term thing. Yeah. Like what? What could we do as a whole to protect women and children in that? In that environment. In that situation. That's a great, great question, and certainly would be a worthwhile project to undertake. I like her answer. <laughs> it's a good answer. Yeah. It really is. Ashley, if you had uh, if you had to pick, what's the what's the best compliment you've ever received? That I'm a good mother. Nice. Aww. Nice. Savannah, if you had to have dinner with three people, dead or alive, who would they be? Definitely God, because I'm very religious and I have so many questions that I know will not get answered until I die, and I'm just like eager to learn about some things. Uh, my grandpa, who just passed away within the year. It was very, like, sudden and didn't get to really come to terms with that. Or, like, he was just so smart, so many things to say. So I just have so many questions. And the last one? I'm trying to think of people who I can't just have dinner with on a regular basis. That last one, I'm not sure yet. It's it's a spot yet to be filled. Exactly, yes. (laughs) Ashley, do you have three picks for that? Yes, I do. Who would that be? My gram, my gramp. And my great-grandma. All in the family. All in the family and all have passed. You're not sitting down with Abe Lincoln or anybody, huh? Mm, nope. 
No, Jerry Garcia, nothing. Nothing, nobody. Just them. <laughs> They're the most important. So do each of you have a favorite word? Peckerhead. Wow. Oh, my. I don't mean it in a bad way. It's just a funny word. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Actually. <laughs> my, <laughs> sorry. Mine is yes. Yes. I That's your like favorite no, word. You don't like, like no. Yes. That's fair. Yes. That is a fair mm-hmm. fair comment. Um, what uh, what one thing would you share? And Savannah, I'm going to start with you on this one because you're fresh out the box, so to speak. Um, what would what's one thing you would share with our drivers about trucking that they may not know? I have like started answering the phone while I can't help. It's just kind of like a in between while they do wait just to say hello, like sure. someone will be with you. And I don't think that they necessarily realize how much work everyone is doing on the other side here to help them when they need stuff. Like I was mind blown for probably 30 minutes yesterday. There were constant phone calls and like two people were constantly on hold and they were just like boom, 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 answering all these things without even a break. And they said, oh yeah, like this happens normally. It's just a day in the life. Yeah. And I don't think they realize like people do rely on them so heavily that it's, it does get intense and they do a lot of work on their end too. I think we've um, we've often invited drivers to come in for a day, um, sit down and, and experience that, that that side of things. And in fact, I think in the coming months, you may see a program from us to, to, to help promote that a little bit. Um, but I, th- I think it is a bit enlightening to kind of see what goes on behind the scenes. And I know that most drivers are kind enough and courtesy, have enough courtesy to say, I don't want that job. I don't want to do your job. And they acknowledge that for what it is because I think we're all built with these special skill sets and, and different roles that we can achieve and then other things that we're not very good at or don't want to do or don't like to do. And so that's kind of what makes the world go round. But um I, I think that uh, I think that our drivers would appreciate that for what it is, you know, as you as you witness that. Ashley, what, what's your experience been? What's one thing you would share with our drivers that they may not know? That not all recruiters are liars. <laughs> well I've said. gotten that a lot. A lot of, well, this company told me this and they didn't deliver, or all recruiters are liars. We're not. Not all of us. I don't know if some are, but we're not. I like to tell the truth, and like Mackenzie taught me, she said, we're not for everybody, but that's okay because we want the people that want to be here, and we want the people that are going to be happy with us and happy what we have to offer. So that's one thing that's it's interesting to see what everybody else has to offer too, and being on this side of it, it's it's kind of scary, to be honest. Like... To be thrown so many things from so many different places and then you're like okay so in trucking recruiters are liars no we're not yes we are no we're not type of thing and that's the phone calls that we get daily yeah and so for me it's like that's a challenge in itself it is it's because it can be aggressive it, I've, I've been on the receiving end so i, I can identify with it that. can be so that's just my biggest thing not all recruiters are liars so would that be the biggest the biggest myth in trucking then? Would I you, think so. Would you, would you debunk it that way? That's how I'm debunking it. We are not all liars. Well, Savannah, we've kind of talked about uh, a little bit about your, your philosophy and where you're at in life and those types of things. If you had to point in a direction of three, two or three different organizations that you have respect for or admire for some reason, uh, do, you, do you have some in mind there? 
Um, I don't know if I have specific organizations, but definitely ones like, like she said, to help the domestic violence, that like something with that. Um, those who help those that like are hungry and that kind of stuff, like I'm all for food drives and everything, donating my time there. And then... So the cause is humanity. Yeah, I think, yeah, so, yeah and all that's... Do you, is there is there um, an organization above all else that maybe you've encountered or, or volunteered for that that you would stand behind and say, okay, you know, I, I like the way this organization works? I don't have specific ones because, like, in school we would just do, like, volunteer service. So I wasn't always sure, like, who we were helping, but it was still, like, the big concept was the same. Mm-hmm. So I'd have to do some more research into that. Okay. Ashley, you have some favorites or or organizations that maybe maybe aren't your favorite but you admire for some reason? So there was this place over back where I used to live near New Bremen. It's called Rushi, Ohio. And she has Rustic Hope. And what that is, it's for women who are pregnant or have small children and they're homeless or they just can't afford diapers this week, can't afford formula this week. And for me, I donated everything that I could. I was still young in my early 20s, newly married. And anytime my kids outgrew something, it went there. Because for me, I was very passionate about that because I wasn't the best off, but I wasn't the worst off either. Yeah, yeah, I can appreciate that too. I, I get that. I um, started pretty young too as far as marriage was concerned and um, kids at a younger age and all that sort of thing. And the, the struggles are real there when you get down to that. And f- thankfully, I had a roof over my head and we were able to provide for our children, but it wasn't it wasn't easy. So, it's not easy. Yeah, if you can if you can help someone else in need, that's that's a great organization. Sounds like yeah, appreciate that. Yeah, it's great. So, what's the uh, what's the most interesting thing we would not learn from your resume? And I'll start with you, Ashley. The most interesting thing you would not learn. Um, I've been powerlifting for seven years. Okay. That's something that's not on my resume, and that I have four children. <laughs> yeah, you don't put that on the resume. Either. I don't. I normally don't. <laughs> Because people will be like, eh. <laughs> Savannah, what would you say? You haven't even built your resume, have you? I do, too, have one. Good. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't want to know anything that's on there. I want to know what's not on there. I feel like it's something that you could tell by talking to me, but family and respect are the two things that I value so much. Like, my life is built on them. Okay. Outstanding. Yeah. These are all good answers, ladies. I appreciate appreciate that. Um, I, I really want to welcome you both to the organization. You both have added something to our organization. I mean that sincerely. Thank you. Um, I, I, it's great to have some light down in, in the operations department and some new faces and new ideas. And all those things are, are very important to the organization. I think that's how we grow. That's the benefit that we receive for, from having new blood and new folks uh, come and be a part of the organization. So I want to welcome you officially, both of you, and, th- and thank you for your time today as we conclude another edition of Beyond the Cab.